Microphone check, microphone check, check, check. Check on two, check on two. Microphone check. Check on two, check on two. Alright, we in there. Yep, 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 we're rolling. Alright, so welcome to another episode of the Perspective Podcast. My name is Marty Lee, aka Marty Manziel. Um, today I have a very, very special guest in the house tonight, and I have been dying to do a podcast with this is this is one of my my favorite people from high school ever, and I'm not just saying that because he's here. Appreciate but uh, today today I have Gabriel Tejada in the house. Um, do they Let still be here, man? This, this year is in the making. Years. Talking about this on Twitter. Yeah, Twitter DMs, scheduling problems, yeah. mostly on, on mostly because of, no, all of because of me. Yeah, we both busy, man. Yeah, Making moves out here. That's the truth. That's the truth. Gabe, what's good, my brother? What's going on? Uh, nothing much, man. Just just living life. Enjoying um time of the year football season getting kicked off. Yeah, it is. You got basketball coming up. It so, seems like basketball know, don't stop, huh? Basketball doesn't stop, no. Yeah. Basketball never stops. You know, Nike was saying that a few years ago. It's, a few years ago. It but is what it is. Year round, now they, they dominate the headlines. Yeah, they do. So um, I'm happy for football season, but I will be happy when basketball comes back around. Church. That's uh. That's my love now. Yeah. Basketball. What about baseball? Because I know you was nice with. That was it. my first love, but you know, man, they kind of. Came and went. They didn't do me right. Came and went. I Came and went. Yeah. That's what, um, so, with Gabe is one of those special people to me because, uh, first of all, I met Gabe in high school. Yeah. Uh, I met him my sophomore year whenever I transferred to Ash from Grace. And Gabe was one of the first people to just ever embrace me out of anybody that was around. Just even the, the older seniors, the juniors. Everybody around, like, Gabe was the first one to just come up, say, yo, I'm Gabe, whatever you need, stick by me, yeah. I got you. And that relationship has stayed the same. Yeah, man, you, I could tell you always was solid, man. You had the fro back then. I did. You know, I said, you know, you was your own person. Yeah. So that's what I like, man, you was genuine, you know, so. Most definitely. I try to be that myself. Most definitely. And, uh, and I you, love competing against you. I yeah. loved it. Oh, I'm, I'm a competitor. So. I loved it. I loved yeah. everything about it because Gabe played hard. If y'all have ever played against Gabe in anything, whether well, it's basketball, it might have been football, it might have been gaming. Yeah, who, everything. Who, who knows? He's a competitor. Yeah, man, I led the, I led the state in charges, man. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody messed with me still to this day. I, mean, I used to average about three, four charges a game. Let's talk about it because he was the first one to willingly take charges. Yeah, I was dumb. Young and dumb. <laughs> Should have got dunked on a few times, but it all worked out for me. I ain't up on YouTube or nothing, so good. Oh, Phil ended up on what? Oh yeah, yeah. I look at that once a year. Yeah, <laughs> Raquel Brown. Yes, indeed. But um, so, Gabe, um, let's kind of let's let's fast track a lot of people here. Um, it's a big Spurs fan. Big Spurs fan. Saints fan. Uh, that's I'll tricky, man. I am. I pull for him, but they hurt me as a child. Aaron Brooks. Come on. He hurt me, man. I didn't watch the Saints for two years when I was younger because mm-hmm. he was smiling at those picks, fumbles. Yeah. But I do pull for him. You know, I was hurt this last year and the year before the Minnesota Miracle. It hurts. So I'm a Saints. I, I say I'm a Saints fan, but I just I just try to watch the games and don't put my emotions into it because oh, every man. time I do, I get let down. It hurts you. It's like a yeah. serious stab. Oh boy, it was tough. So the reps got us this time. So, oh man. So, um, I grew up in the Saints household. Uh-huh. But for some reason, I, I just gravitated to the Raiders. That's why the headphones are. Yeah, I've so, seen that. So, I mean, for me, I guess it's because I'm a Miami Hurricane fan, too. 
I was a Hurricanes fan growing up. The Hurricane thing and the Raider thing, they just seem to go hand in hand. Yeah, they, they were the outlaws and, you know, go against the grain. Exactly. So, you. And then at the end of the day, it's so many different teams in all sports. Right. Why just particularly be a fan of just one, especially in one conference? Like, That's true. Raiders are my, fan, are my team for the AFC. I grew up in the Saints household, so I'm going to hold them down for the NFC. Yeah. But you'll see more Raiders stuff in my house more than anything. Right. Uh, basketball. Uh, we talked about basketball, and Gabe is the one of two Spurs fans that I know in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, rough for us right now, man. Oh, but you, I, I'm, we're gonna get to it. I'm very emotional about Toronto winning the championship because I know it's different. Oh man, it was rough, man. It was bittersweet. Yeah, yeah, but we, how, we get into that. How, how did you feel whenever? Well, first, let's let's back let's backtrack. Um, NBA Finals. Against the Heat, this is the year the air conditioner broke in the. Oh yeah, spurt. we won that year. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I thought you were about to go to the year before. I have not watched the Real in three since then. And that's so that okay. So I got them. Yeah, the Real in three was first. Okay, the Real in three was first. Yeah, that's that's when we Kawhi. Well, Ginobili missed a free throw and Kawhi missed a free throw, mm-hmm. and then we had a Chris Bosh rebound to the corner three from Real. But haven't watched it since. The series before that, like the series right before that. That sequence of events, Tony Parker hits like a insane oh, yeah. floater, yeah. insane game floater, one. and I'm like, yeah. that's game. Yeah, that's game over. This I would like to say in game six, I think Bosch fouled Danny Green in the corner though. I would truly believe that, but we'll let that slide because Duncan missed a, a little layup in game seven. We still had game seven, but it was uh, tough. Nah, Timmy, come on, Timmy. Oh, he, he coaching now, so he back. Yeah, he is. Maybe I knew he wouldn't be gone for long. Yeah, it's kind of weird to me. Yeah, I didn't expect it. Because Tim's so quiet. Yeah, very quiet. Um, known to shop at Old Navy all the time. <laughs> a recluse, introvert. So I, I would have thought, you know, Ginobili would come back before Timmy. But, it's, yeah. you know, Ginobili just retired. So, but Absolutely. we'll see what he does, man. He's very um, cerebral. Yeah, he is. You know, very smart player. Big fundamental. So hopefully, you know, that kind of helps us this year. Mm. I, I love our roster. But, man, it's just wide open now. Mm-hmm. All these dynamic duos, man. I don't really, I don't know if Demar and Lamarcus gonna get the job done, but I'm hoping for the best. I don't know. I, you can't believe everything that you see on the internet, All right? But I saw where Dame and Lamarcus had a conversation about Lamarcus coming back. Yeah, to Portland. Back to Portland. And I have a soft spot in my heart for Portland because Brandon Roy was my favorite player. Oh, I used to do work with Brandon Roy. Uh, my favorite players. Growing up, after MJ, AI, T-Mac, Brandon Roy, right. Derrick Rose. You got the, you got the injury people. And that's... That, Brandon that's, Roy would have been... I mean, if he ever got hurt... Now, I hate to be Rose. Like, it's... He, I think he's totally disrespected nowadays. I mean, it's gotten better the past year or two. Yeah. But, man, if he would have ever got hurt, who knows how the league would be right now. Right. He was coming. Yeah, he was. Because that year, that the year of, that might have been, that might have been 14. Or that might have been 12. Somewhere somewhere up in that mix. But that year, whenever we had Joe Kim Noah, Carlos Boozer, Mm -hmm. and I absolutely cannot stand Carlos Boozer. A lot of people can't. But that elbow jumper for him was automatic every time. It was money. It's kind of like Tim off the glass. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When he got the backboard shot, it was over with. So, 
I'm like, okay, we look right, but we was missing one piece, right? Yeah. And it's kind of ironic that we're having this conversation because Carmelo was on first take this morning. Yeah, I watched the whole interview today. And I was pulling for Melo to sign with us. Then the Knicks threw him so much money. Yeah, he, he said like, he couldn't leave that bread. It's like, bro. That's all y'all missing was a wing player. We all just need one piece. He's a wing player. One piece. A wing score. We would have had a championship under Tibbs, and it would have been beautiful. Yeah, it could have changed the whole course. It would have changed everything. Because at that point, you would have had Miami versus Chicago. Because nobody in the East was really right. there. Yeah, the Paces time. a few years. Paces were there. Dan- the Danny Granger yeah. and uh, Young uh, Paul Young George. Young Paul George, David West, Hilbert, George Hill, Lance. They had that team. But other than that, man, I, mean, I might be drawing a blank. It's not like that was the only two teams. The Knicks, and then the, Knicks then the, back end, the back end of that Boston team. Because yeah, they Boston were still team. around. They were still around. Well, well, they were the Nets at that time because pretty much the whole franchise got traded yeah. to Brooklyn. Yeah, you had the Nets, you had Boston. Kind of, I don't know, man. I, I just it could have been, man. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Brandon how Roy too. Yeah, never. I don't know, man. That, that, I love that Portland town. I was like when Lamarcus came to the Spurs. Mm-hmm. You know, I, it was somebody I always drafted first in my two K drafts and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Love Lamarcus game. Uh, I like Batum, Wesley Matthews. I just think that was a great, you know. It was a good tandem. That was a great tandem. And he had bench players. Uh, yeah. Steve yeah. Blake was coming off the bench. Yeah, he was real, service, real serviceable. Yeah. Super, super serviceable. Um, and it was just, it was smooth. It, everything right. was like super smooth. And the league was totally different at that time. It was more of pure structure. Right. Versus, then it went from pure structure of a team your full bench, your you might have had one star, you might have had two. Yeah. But the last team to really win an NBA championship with one pure star was that Mavericks team with Dirk. Whenever they first took out uh, the Heat. Yeah, and, and, and I, I said this is the team might even did they have a star? The Pistons. When you talking about well, we going we going back a different little generation. But yeah, that's yeah. The, the last yeah Dallas that was probably it. I mean Jason Terry wasn't a star. I mean, he was a. How did he how, played up to start level? How did LeBron let Jason Terry and JJ Barrera? Yeah, Barrera went kid? crazy too. Like, how did they let? How did LeBron do that? I don't know. I love LeBron. He wasn't ready yet. I love LeBron. He was still learning to be a winner. I guess. So for the for the majority of the people that are listening here, the majority of this is going to be like a sports talk. Um, we're definitely going to get into the things that Gabe does too. But me and Gabe, we haven't had a chance to really just rap about right. sports. In many moons. So that's what this is here. Um, So, okay, you have the structures of teams, then it went to super teams. Yeah. Now it looks like we're in the duo era. NBA Jam. NBA Jam. Yeah. So you have KD and Kyrie in Brooklyn. Right. We'll see that next year in 2020, the 2020 season. We got Russ and and, and James. In Houston, yep. Um, you still have Clay and Steph in the Bay Area. You yep. got PG, and you got Kawhi. It's, it's crazy with the Clippers, the Clippers of all teams. And Big ten years ago, five years no, I would say about seven years ago, you would have never mentioned the Clippers at all on any of this. Nope. You got LeBron and AD. I, that's a really ugly match. But I think see, I gotta, I gotta see. I gotta see that one because LeBron turns a big man in the shooters and stuff. So I'm trying. I don't know if LeBron gonna take a step back or 
And people say he might play point guard, but I have to, I mean, he's been the point guard all yeah. his career, but we'll, we'll see, man. I, I want to see how the spacing and everything is going to be out there. And yeah. That's a, that's a crazy. I got to see that one. Same. Yeah. And I have my list of teams of the future. Okay. Uh, I would say within the next, let's say, three years. I have my list. And should I share my list first? Or, or, or oh, you can share your list. My teams of the future is the Kings. How many you name? Four or five. Okay. The Kings. Like them. The Nuggets. The Pelicans. Yeah. Um, I think Indy. I think the Pacers are going to be really, really good down the line. The Mavericks are going to be really good, too. Oh, yeah, Mavericks scary. So those are really, like, my five. And, I mean, I respect Giannis, but I feel like he's – he is a deer. You know what I'm saying? He's straight to the rim mm-hmm. every time. He's eventually going to develop a jumper, but until then, yeah. these are my immediate team. So the Pelicans, the Mavs, the Pacers, the Nuggets, and the Kings. I agree with those. Um, I think the Pelicans are gonna be scary. I think they'll be a. Um, it's gonna be a scrappy bunch this year. Yeah, they are. Uh, they have a lot of great pieces. They'll be able to get up and down. Um, I think Drew Holiday's gonna be playing the two. Yeah. So it's it's gonna be crazy. Uh, I do like the Kings with De'Aaron Fox and Bagley. Yeah. I think those are good pieces along with Buddy Hill. Um, Marksman. The Pacers. Uh, they just got Brogdon. Have Aladipo back. Who else did you name? Um, the Mavs. Oh, yeah. Porzingis and Luka. Porzingis that's, different. Yeah, that's... He different, dog. Yeah, man. My Spurs was talking about getting him, but it was too late. And then, um, it'll be a fifth. I had the Nuggets in there. But I think the Nuggets are now. You think they ready right now? I think this I think this past year was the year that they weren't ready. I love Joker. Oh, yeah. I love him. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, it might be, a, I think they still might have one more year, but mm-hmm. if everybody gets better working their game this offseason, I think they're going to be the one seed. Again? Again. Okay. It's going to take the Lakers time to get together. It's going to take the Clippers time to miss. The Lakers still need a lot of pieces, too. Yeah. I mean, they roster, they roster, don't get me wrong, the roster's nice, but this, I think they're going to take some time to jail, but I think the Nuggets will be the one seed again. And uh, I also think people are sleeping on Utah. Ah, I keep forgetting yeah. about Utah. Yeah, the Conley pickup, that's big. And um Pure Point. They got um a Moody Moody now mm-hmm. on the bench with Exum. They they starting five already it was pretty solid. Yeah. But uh, I think um Conley's an upgrade over Rubio, of course. One hundred percent. So they're gonna have some defense out there, they're gonna have some great scoring. That's a that's a scary team. That's a scary team. I, I think the Nuggets probably be the I mean, you got to put it together. They all look good on paper. Yeah. But the Nuggets are... They Nuggets, were already good. No change in Michael Porter Jr. now. Yeah. <laughs> if he's healthy, yeah, not, you know, he's knocking on some wood. And then you got Bobo Bo, I feel bad for him on draft night. Yeah, man. But, uh, the man, Michael Porter Jr., if he's healthy, you never it, know. Might be, it might be 16, 17 a pop. I was hoping my Bulls could have ended up with Michael Porter, but I'm not mad with, Wend- Wend- with Wendell Carter. Yeah, you know, I'm a Duke fan, too, so... Yeah, I forget <laughs> Yeah, and I, I guess I'm going to be, I mean, I was asking somebody a couple of weeks ago, um, are we too old to change teams and stuff, which I think we are, but I said, man, the Pelicans are, you know, Duke South now. Yeah, on the river. We have about five, six guys from Duke, so uh, big on that, but yeah, the, the Bulls, I mean, Levine, Levine has been putting I, in that work with his daddy. Yeah, yeah, 
my biggest thing with Zach is I got to see his jumper. I have to see his jumper. Yeah, he used to, he used to just shoot at UCLA. Yeah. I don't know what happened. Yeah, and he went from just dunking all over the place, hot, pure pure highlight. You know what I'm yeah. saying? All above the rim. I'm cool with it. Yeah, but we need more. I think I think he's coming with it. I hope so. It's just him and Kobe White might be special. Yeah. For the record, they calling him C Murder in Chicago. Already, they, they calling him that. They calling him C Murder in Chicago. I didn't realize, you know, I followed North Carolina a little bit during the season, during the ACC and all that stuff because of Duke. Mm-hmm. But, man, when I seen how big he was, 6'5", moving like that, pushing the ball and stuff, might be a problem. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Fingers crossed that we have a healthy point guard for a very long time. Y'all had Chris Dunn. And- Bro, we've had Chris Dunn. We've had Rondo. We've had Nate Robertson. We've yeah. had Derrick Rose. We've had... Um, had ben, ben Gordon, Gordon, ben Gordon played the point. Kirk Heinrich played yeah. point. I've been around since Vinny Del Negro, Scott Skiles, Ooh. Tom Thibodeau. Yeah, you can went back. Um, I've had, I've had to deal with the by far the worst coach I've ever seen in Fred Hoiberg. Ever. Oh, that was terrible. He was, he wasn't meant for the job, and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, he just couldn't command the team. It just. I don't know, man. The wheels I, fell off early. Yeah. And when they fell off, they oh, fell like off the first bad. quarter of the season, it was, you could he, tell I was headed for disaster. And, and at the, I would cut him some slack. He had to deal with Rondo and JB, Jimmy True. Butler, at the same time. Oh, yeah. We forgot about Jimmy. Love JB. JB is one of my favorite players. JB is He's actually my current favorite player right now. But, um, I don't know. This year is going to be interesting here, especially with like how, team, how people are teaming up on the, the West side. And I'm going to be honest with you. I don't like how the West is just supremely loaded oh it's, it's no question anymore like it's and i i hear people talking about how they want to dissolve the conferences and just make it like right. the best of 16 i'm not really with it no i think it messes up history yeah um you still take pride in it yeah but it's but i i see what i see what i see the argument for the other side but i don't want i don't like messing with history and yeah. tradition but it's i mean you look at the east man who you got you got philly Philly, Philly will be back. You got Milwaukee. Milwaukee will be back. Boston. Boston. Boston I, I like I like the Campbell pickup, but they lost Horford. Yeah. So I, I thought I he think, was going to sign with New Orleans. But. Yeah. So I think that's the three over there. I mean, the Pacers are probably Pacers hey. will probably be straight. Philly. I think Toronto is going to plummet. You think they're going to just sink? I think they like a seven seed. Okay. Six, seven seed. Okay. Who's who's your sleepers in the East? Sleepers. I don't know, man. It's top heavy. Um, it is. Orlando is putting together a nice little organization. Um, who is a sleeper out there? That I would just say might come out. I mean, the Nets still. I still don't trust. I still don't trust Charlotte. Oh no. I don't. Still don't trust Miami. I love Jimmy Butler. I really do, but I right. still don't trust him as an organization. The other pieces that are surrounded that are around. My them. my sleeper would be the Pacers. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you consider them a sleeper, but I think that people a, overlooking them. They be about four or five seed, and I think that'd be a tough out in the playoffs yeah. with a healthy Alabipo. I believe that Miles Turner, low underrated. Yeah, they did lose. Um, how do you say his name? By um, to the to the Jazz, um, the shooter. I know you're talking about Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich. There you go. Something like that, you know, because uh-huh. we were linked to him as well with um, San Antonio, but he cost too much money. But I say the Pacers. I don't know if there's any other sleepers out there. Yeah, because I mean the East. I don't see the East being the East until KD come back. 
Yeah, let me let me see. I'm about to. And with KD coming back, well, let's let's get into KD for a second uh-huh. too. When KD signed with the Warriors, where where was your mind? Oh boy, because that was from, four, a competi- that was weak, from, man. from a competitive standpoint. Because it was weak. You just had to, you you just was up on them. You the reason why y'all lost. Yeah, I mean him and Westbrook sunk their ship together. Yeah, so that's that's where I was at with it. You know, um, I just think it was weak. Um, I felt like he was better than that. Yeah, like it wasn't. I was like, why? Why? Yeah. Like you just made it. You made it to where it was just gonna. It nobody, was gonna be y'all two. One yeah. of y'all was gonna win championships. It wasn't gonna. You wasn't gonna beat that team if, it, if they were healthy this year. There's no way Toronto beats them. He just he made them unbeatable. Really? Yeah. That's the. That's the. He is the machine. Yeah, man. You just. Like, I, I don't like the Warriors anyway. So. Clay, Steph, and Draymond. As much as I dislike Draymond, yeah, I, I, that's the one I don't like the most. <laughs> Draymond, Clay, Steph, I think, Steph, he, I and think it's very and Steve. They're they're the they're the system, right? Right. But KD is the machine. Yeah. So if, if all those fails, go get a bucket from yeah. anywhere. And KD has this move that's so unstoppable, unstoppable that people don't even like realize because he uses it so. He uses it in spaces, but he's not like. You know how Kobe would take you to the block at the end of his career, and he right. would post you up, and he would hit you with a fadeaway jumper. Right. Kevin Durant now does that, but he's seven feet. His game is gonna age well. Yeah. Just like Dirk, Dirk, Dirk back just got tight on him. Yep. You know he just and his, and his feet went bad. Yeah. So I mean, KD gonna be scoring, you know, twenty five until he until you hang him up. Yeah, until you hang him up. You know, it had to take another major injury or something. But I think he's gonna come back just the same because it's really he did a little research. Um his Achilles that got hurt, it wasn't off his lady jumps off of Okay. It was the right. Okay. So uh That's good. He's not really an explosive player anyway, right. in a sense. So I think he's gonna come back and, and beat K D. He's always been more skilled in explosion. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what I've always loved about seven, him. You know, seven foot. He probably about seven foot one now. Seven, you know, they don't they don't mess with the heights. Yeah, I mean, you can't guard him. You just gotta hope. You gotta hope he miss. Yeah, I was whenever K signed with them, I was like, bro, that's that's weak of you because I just felt like he was he's better than that. Yeah, don't and he's labeled soft or whatever you want to call it. Maybe that's true, especially with like burner burner Twitter accounts and all this other <laughs> yeah. stuff in between, but. I feel like it's just a person that wants to express his side of things. Right. I still think that it was weak of him to join the Warriors, but and I think he realizes that too now. Yeah. I think in his private moments. Oh, Draymond made it. He made it clear. Yeah. <laughs> he made it clear to him when they argued that it was it was a weak move. He thought it was a weak move, really. Mm-hmm. Even though they invited him, that it was like, man, we won without you. You exactly. know, it's kind of like saying, man, don't really need you. Yeah. You know, so um, it's, it's it's that's a crazy little. It's it's a crazy combo, like how yeah, everything yeah. Is, has has shaped out. And uh, in in Houston, you know, I got Russ and mm-hmm. James Harden. I love James. Right. I hate so much of the dribble show that I see because I'm so much. I don't know what happened from this past season to the season before to where he's only going to shoot off of dribbles. I don't know what happened. Yeah, like even in warmups, it's like all everything off the dribble. He doesn't he doesn't run the break. Doesn't I mean, I, I know a lot of people say that has something to do with Chris Paul, but he doesn't shoot open threes anymore. Everything is contested. You yeah. know, um, 
doesn't run the break, doesn't get he doesn't get any easy basket. So I don't that's 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 a mystery to me. Yeah. But it, but what he did was amazing. I mean the stretch it, of games. He put up points. So somebody somebody threw this out to me, right? And I trust I trust your opinion on this. Mm-hmm. We saw Kobe put up eighty one. We've heard Wilt put up a hundred. Mm-hmm. You think anybody gonna get close to that eighty one? Um, somebody's gonna get close to it. I don't know if it'll be broken. I don't think so either. With Booker, Booker went off for seventy. Uh, I mean, what Kobe did, man, is really amazing. When you look at what you have to do to score eighty-one points in, in that amount of time, I'm sorry, Jalen. It's it's just. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if anybody will break that. I mean, with the rule changing and everything, maybe. But you got to be on. You got to have the green light. I don't. And, and the way the teams are now. Yeah. And see, I don't think Steph is selfish enough yeah. to get there because the type of shooter Steph is, he could get there. Right. But I think Steph is the the kind-hearted person right. and the teammate to give it to Clay. And, and the way teams are built now is almost like, man, I'm not gonna shoot all these shots. Right. I have, you know, LeBron has AD. You got everybody got somebody. So, well, Kobe had to, that game, he had to score. Yeah, he had to. When you watch the game, like, it, the game was close. The it whole get, time. It didn't get crazy till the end, you know, where they kind of pulled away. So, they don't really have no teams like that anymore. I mean, Booker did that because he was on the Suns. Yeah. You know, if he was playing another star, he he's not shooting that many times and getting that many looks. So I think he ends up with the Celtics before it's all said and done. With Booker? Yeah. Hmm. Before it's all said and done, I think he's. I think somehow, if he doesn't get traded to, whether he well, no, he just signed his extension. I yeah, think he signed last his extension with last year. Yeah, so I think somehow, some way, Danny Ainge is gonna weasel the Suns out of Devin Booker somehow, some way, and I think Gordon Hayward goes to the desert. Hmm. Somewhere, somehow. I just it's, it's just so hard to see these fits because you got Jalen Brown. Well, they're going to be up for contract soon, so that, that very well may have happened. Going to have Tatum still. Yeah. See, that would be a good a good spot, a good market for him. I think that's where he'll end up. And, I mean, people always show him love because he, he from, well, he went to high school in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. But he really from Michigan. Right. Um, I don't know how some of the Michigan people feel about him or whatnot, but, I mean, hey, uh, I, got a, I got a homie that hooped for the Pistons, but I think that they would just – Detroit Detroit needs a good team, too. Yeah, they, need, they need a better team, let me put it like that. Yeah, I mean, there's an eight seed this year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want them to come up. It's, it's better. Like, as much as I don't like the Lakers and stuff like that, it's good when they're... It's better for the sport. The NBA is better when they're, you know, these bigger markets have good teams. So Just like, I, I am pulling for the Pistons. Yeah. I want the Pistons to be a lot better, too. And I think that they're on the right track. I think that they're on the right track. Um, I say that as a supporter. Not All a fan, right. but as a supporter. Yeah. Um it's just it's just strange how everything is set up and my biggest concern too with the Pelicans were that prior to them getting the number one pick, prior to them trading Anthony Davis, when the whole Anthony Davis fiasco was in full motion, mm-hmm. back in my mind is you know how cheap Pelican tickets are. Oh uh, yeah. My concern is they were getting ready to move that team to Seattle. Yeah. 
Seattle deserves another team, and I think if the league doesn't expand, then they were going to pull either pull Phoenix and move them to Seattle, or pull New Orleans and move them. Oh, to I thought Seattle. they would have moved the Pelicans out. I think so. Because okay. I mean, really, to be honest, New Orleans is a Saints. It's football city. state. It, Louisiana is a football state. And the tickets you got that you got that right. My tickets was cheap in New Orleans. Fifteen dollars. Yeah. Fifteen dollars, you could go to an NBA game. So, oh yeah, some games were like six dollars. Yeah. You, you know? couldn't you couldn't give Pelican tickets away. Like right. you couldn't give them away. Yeah. And it was just the attendance is so bad. Uh I went there on it was a I don't remember what night it was, but I remember they were playing the Knicks. Uh and it wasn't even packed. This is like peak mellow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like bucket giving right. mellow. And nobody was in the stands. I'm like, dog, what's happening? Yeah. And by the way, every time I've tried to go to a Pelican game, something that, like a freak accident has always happened to Anthony. Like it's always just happened to Anthony. And uh, something like it's always just been a, a freak accident every single time. Uh, the first time that I went, Anthony stepped on like somebody's foot. Mm-hmm. And do you know how they have like little charity community event kind of thing? <laughs> Where you say, oh, this person won this. Anthony steps on the dude's foot and rolls his ankle prior to the game starting. I say, dog, how clumsy can you be? Yeah. Then, you know, people will say, oh, he has, uh, <laughs> he's soft, he's fragile, he doesn't do X, Y, Z. I don't know. I, I guess we'll see a different Anthony in L.A. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a joy to watch him because I did go, go to two Pelicans games. I went to see them play the Spurs and the Warriors. You know, mm-hmm. it was amazing seeing him, but he seems like he is very injury prone at times. Yeah, it's like well, I mean, it'd be like little freak accidents, like you're talking about. So it's amazing to watch him cover so much ground out there. Yeah, you see how he really is a problem, but can he stay healthy? That's can gonna be the question. Healthy. That's and it. We, and we have to ask the same question about LeBron now too. Got to. And it's crazy because like we, Bron has been in our life since what? Oh two. Yeah. Because that's when we first started seeing his high school games yeah. on national TV. He's been in the league since 03. Yeah. And the I'm trying to think back. Like, Braun had a light back injury in Miami, but they dealt with that so quick. It was like Yeah. It, never, all, it never happened. And the only other thing was cramps. And cramps. <laughs> yeah. That was the first time we seen that. It was just cramps. And that's that was like the chink of the armor. Yeah. Other than that, I've never seen Bron ever, when Bron came up gimpy on Christmas Day, I was like, my heart sank. I was like, yeah. not yet. Not yeah, yet. I mean, the same thing happened to Kobe. I mean, Kobe still was on top. Yeah. You know, it just, little freak, you know, just little crazy stuff. The freak. KD thing hurt me. Like, that was tough, you know, just. When KD first uh, did that to his foot, whenever he had the Jones fracture, mm-hmm. I was like, ooh. Yeah. Because that's. That's a bone, like, right there on the corner of your foot. And right. So I was like, oh, that might be bad. Yeah, planting and everything. and Plant, spin off. Yeah. Euro step. Right. Whatever the case may be. Uh, it's just, I don't know. I, I, I hope everything, like, fast forwards and, and it gets a lot better. Um, so, I'm dealing with a lot of these kids nowadays, right? Mm-hmm. The scene is different. The recruiting is different for kids. 
Um, Recruiting starts at about six or seven now, maybe five years old. It's a certain high school uh, here in town where they recruit people based off of their grandparents, too. I'm not going to say that school's name, Uh, but I think that you have an idea. Yeah. Uh, Because my family tried to get me to go to that high school. Oh, for real? My entire family went to that high school, except me. So I'm the black sheep in my family, truly. Yeah. Uh, But there's this this high school, and, you know, they, they do pretty good. Is it still the same? Is, is Peabody still like Peabody? As for whenever it comes to basketball? Um, I would say so. I mean, it's you, I could I could go really deep into this, but uh, I, I think the, I think the pro, well, uh, the process is still the same. Uh, I have my problems with Peabody, but um, it's still one of the premier schools in the state, yeah. known around the country, really. Yeah. Um, when I was in school, everybody knew what Peabody was at. Well, from Alexandria, you went to Peabody? Like, nah. That's the first question. Yeah, well, no. Did I go to Peabody? <laughs> I'm but, on the um, other side. There's still a premiere. I mean, I just have a problem with the development of some of the players. I think they are their favorites over there. Um, but all in all, they had the best talent most of the times. Yeah. Um, but our area, I do give it to them. And they have good coaches over there. Um, as far as coaching basketball, um, I just think our, our area is very weak when it uh, concerns coaching. We do have some good coaches here, but if you look at all the different sports around Alexandria, it's a, it's a coaching problem. We had never lacked talent in Alexandria. Never. Um, Shout out to Juan Pierre. Yeah, you know, just different times. You know, if you look at back when we were in high school, you look at those football teams, everybody was on there, the baseball teams. We have some, some big names, and, you know, even across the whole city. Mm-hmm. We got people in the NFL, you know, NBA players. Uh, it's just both sides of the river. Yeah, both sides of the river. I mean, but it's just I think it's just a lack of coaching in the area, really. But Peabody's still Peabody. And I'm not surprised. I'm really not because yeah. I think a lot of that has to do with the tradition. A lot of right. it has to do with the history. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it has to do with a lot of their their ties to a lot of the people in in these zones. You know, right. if you're from the South Side, then you've went to yeah. Peabody homecoming, you went to a Peabody basketball game, mm-hmm. you went to something dealing with the Peabody area, right. one way or another. And the reason why I bring up how kids are recruited now is because I don't understand the AAU scene at all. I was told it. I don't, I don't know how it goes, because whenever we were coming up, it was... Was Rivals.com just football or was it basketball too? I had, it had basketball, but it was mostly football. People didn't really care about the basketball rankings. Like they, I mean, they did, but mm-hmm. Rivals was really for football at the time. And so whenever recruiting, I, I felt like recruiting was pretty much left up to your parents. Yeah. That's how I felt. This is me. I'm not, I don't need you. Don't co-sign it. You know what I'm saying? Don't co-sign yeah. it. But I just feel like it's left up to the parents because the parents aren't connected. And the parents are only connected to. You talking about back then or now? Back then. Okay back then uh-huh. like uh, it was only connected to what college your parents went to or who does your parent know that's connected at whatever school if they not plugged in like that then that's kind of like where things stop unless I, I, you I agree with you because it really took your parents to be involved because um back when we were in school you know mid 2000s uh late 2000s early 2000s um before social media media really boomed your coaches had a too. lot of control yeah they did so if your parents didn't have to connect or wouldn't be able to put you out there, then you were in trouble. 
But now, like I said, recruiting can start at five or six because all you gotta do, record, put it on YouTube, put it on Instagram, put it on Facebook, and Tag the child is, you know, it's, it's a lot different. And the athletes now, man, they different. Bro. I mean, these seventh and eighth graders like going twenty legs, three six in the games. Like, we didn't see none of that. But, but there was this kid. Go ahead. They, they've seen so much now, so it's like. They've been seeing it for 10 years, so, like, they just try stuff now. Stuff we were scared, like, we're not going to try it, we're going to get pulled. Mm-hmm. They ain't seen other people doing it, so they just do it themselves now. And it's, it's ridiculous. It's a chain reaction to it all. Yeah. So, from the recruiting, going from um, what it was for us to fast-forwarding to AAU, the kids get recruited, how I understand it is, mm-hmm. the kids get recruited, sometimes they don't even play high school ball. Oh, yeah. Some of them just play just strictly AAU, and yeah. then that's it from there. Like, is I wonder why is that? Like, is it because it's more exposure at the at these camps, or is more it... exposure, more control? Um, if they play AAU, most time parents can coach it. Yeah. So my 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 child, my son, my daughter, they're gonna be playing. Yeah, I guess that's kind of like a spinoff of like locally for us. It's right. it's capital Right. You know, and it's a spinoff from that. Um. I don't. Do you think it's healthy for the kids to be? If you're a parent, do you think that it's healthy for a kid to play high school ball and do AAU, or you think it was just beneficial to? Because it's a lot on the body, uh, especially in like. I was thinking about this a few weeks ago. It's crazy you asking me that. That's wild. <laughs> um, I think you almost have to nowadays. But I wouldn't really focus on it until I wouldn't be having my child play that sport year round until probably about fifteen or sixteen. Uh, we were rapping it about AAU and, and playing, playing year round, playing year round, and it's just like you say. I, I think that is a bit much for the children. Uh, fifteen, sixteen is a good age for them. I mean, you start taking it. I mean, you're supposed to take it serious. I believe in. Doing everything excellent, mm-hmm. but to put all that strain on your child at an early age, I just think it's you know as, as big as sports is to us, it's not everything. It's right. not our life, right? You know, I mean, it is for some people, I guess, but there's other things more important than sports. But You'll sports, be. sports is why I learned a lot of principles and everything. So I think it's it's a place for it, but I think it's a whole lot to. Be basketball year round, year round, year round, working out every day. I mean, at some point you do that, but I don't think you do that as a, you know, 12, 10. Who knows? Your child might be gifted in art. Right. Your child might be a, a, a screen screenplay writer. Yeah, I hope it's sports though, but yeah. Same. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I feel you on that. I mean, whatever, whatever it is, because they're going to have any reason for being here. Yeah. I'm going to support them in there. I just want to be excellent in whatever they do. Same. I, I know that I'm gonna end up being one of those crazy par- parents. I know I am because yeah. I, I have a niece. I have my niece over there in Texas. This might have been 14. I mm-hmm. went over there to Dallas to go uh, check out a couple of her summer games. Right? Mm-hmm. She wouldn't. She's getting better. She's getting better. What sport? Basketball. Okay. So you know Ooh. I'm I'm locked in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm locked in. Right. And Lexi's team wasn't doing the best around her. So I was, like, having to hold my tongue 
Because I understand at the end of the day, these are children. Lexi's team was getting like bluesed by this other team. They, but Lexi's team ended up coming back. Mm-hmm. Then it got tight down the stretch. The ref called like a really bad foul, and I sat there and watched the other team push her own teammate to get a rebound, and they called the foul on Lexi. Gabe, right. I lost it. Yeah. I lost it on the sideline. <laughs> like I completely lost it. I didn't get tacked up. I didn't get thrown out. Like I had to. Like I had to go away for a while to come back. Right. I caught the last two minutes of the game. They going bucket for bucket, back and forth, back and forth, and it's tied like the whole time. Mm-hmm. Lexi ended up hitting that like I uh, like she heaved it, heaved it from like half court. It sunk. Gabe, I ran into the court and I tackled my knees. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I tackled it like I loved it. I loved everything about it. So I know when it comes down oh, yeah. to me to have children, I'm oh, I, I'm gonna be the crazy dad. Lavar? Yeah, I mean, I, I probably ain't gonna do all the talking. Uh huh. But being the stands mad, like they strike out and stuff, like you know, I just know how I'm gonna be. So that's why I just. I just got to be aware of what I'm doing because I saw, you know, I, I got some other stuff I'm trying to be in the future. I don't want to mess myself up at a Agreed. recreational Agreed. at a recreational game and stuff. But I'm, I'm going to be the crazy dad, though. I, I know it. I'm going to be so serious out there. You ain't going to be dragging me around and, and just be out there flopping and stuff, you know. Like, mm-hmm. you got to come with it, man. We're going to work. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we definitely going to get this work in. Most definitely. And with, with these kids now around here, around Alexandria, what what's new for the children? Like, is there anything new, or what would you like to see new? Um, I just think not just in sports, but just overall. oh well. I mean, we need some more after school programs. Mm-hmm. Um, and we definitely need some more recreational things. I just feel like that's the problem around here is that recreationally there's not much to do. Yeah. So that's why you have these people, you know, these kids get down the streets. You know, the bands have gotten smaller. Um. Some of the teams have gotten smaller, the amount of kids. So I, I, I just think we got to put a focus on, um, you know, just the education and really recreational. We, we need some more gyms or the gyms we do have to be open. Yeah. You know, I know it's a lot, you know, about liabilities and all those different things, but we have a wealth of re- resources here that I think aren't used properly. Yeah. Um, True. And then when it goes back, some of these coaches just use their players. And then when they try to give back, they come back and try to give back or to have something during the summertime and the doors a lot. So I think that's the big problem around here. Because I said, man, it's, I know when I first got out of high school around here, it was so hard to find a gym. And then we uh we finally connected with LC a little bit, so we was hooping like every day. But it's hard now. You know, some of the coaches around here do a great job of that. I know um, Coach Bradshaw is over at Ash now. He's one of them. But uh, – Lance Brasher, yeah, he's at Ash now. Okay. Yeah, Peabody legend. Wow. Uh, you know, Coach Shit Grant Tioga. Ran, t- ran uh, Tinsley up out of that, huh? Yeah, it's about, well, trying to be nice about time. but uh, No, it's about time. Oh, yeah. It's about time. But I know he um his big opening gym to the kids and developing kids, building relationships with them, so I think that's great for the city. Beautiful. And I just think, you know, more people need to have that mentality. Absolutely. You know, it's about the kids, really, man. It's and that's that's what it's about. It's about how can how can we better the children? Yeah. Because you look around. I don't come home often, but whenever I'm home, I see the same things on yeah. different sides of town, and which that bothers me. Right. I shouldn't be seeing just children at a young age. Kids are kids, and they're gonna play in the summertime too. So mm-hmm. I get it. Kids right. are gonna be out, but 
whenever you come from some things, you see some things. And you see the same things in some of these children that are in the streets. And it's like, my, my town better than that, than that. My city yeah. better than that. Because when we came up, like, the baseball complex is right here on Lake Charles Highway. It shouldn't look like that. Oh, do you, you know, that's my stopping grounds. I played, I grew up at Silvertown. Like, all our state championship signs and everything is down. The grass is not cut. It um, shouldn't look there, like that. There is somebody trying to fix it up again, but he don't have help. You know, I think that's the problem. You know, people don't really prioritize those things. And um, everybody's moving out to Johnny Downs. They move Alexandra Lilly to Dixie by Cabrini now, but lack of coaching. Lack I of coaching. I went over there and got mad about a month ago. Yeah. Uh, just a lack of coaching. So I'm believing God that I have an opportunity to kind of, I have a role in help changing some things. But my heart is for that. Um, like I said, man, baseball didn't work out for me. You know, I didn't play basketball until 10th grade. I never played organized basketball. Correct. But, you know, growing up, I used to, me and my dad, I was out there playing and stuff. So it kind of looked, you know, and I'm a student of the game, so it was a good transition for me. But uh, baseball, I feel like I was wrong in that regard. So I said, um, what I want to do is I want to help the future generations. Yeah. Not deal with what I went through. Give them opportunity. So I'm believing, believing God that we'll have an opportunity. But I like where our city's headed, regardless of that. You know, uh, with Mayor Jeff Hall, um, seeing some improvements. You know, um, trying to do some unfair stuff to him recently. But um, all in all, I mean, he putting people to work. I see we got road work all over the city. We ain't <laughs> never had all these roads having construction on them. So that's been great. Um, I know some other projects they got going, but I, I believe the city is on the come up. Good. But we definitely need to put, put a focus on recreation and um, just making sure our education system stays. I mean, it was good when I was growing up. Um, not sure how it is all the way around now. I know some schools are, are great, but uh, I just think we got to put a focus on the education and just getting people back involved. Yeah. Don't it be idle. Yeah. That's, that's, because, that's been the problem. Because a lot of times, too, like, whenever a lot of people graduate, this is this is a struggle that I had after I graduated from Ashton 11. I was... At that point in time, I was set on going to PV in Houston. Uh -huh. Things fell through. Some things happened. So my course had to change. It was either I ended up, end up at Graham or I could go to UL. Right. Or I could stay home and like work and help out my, help out my moms. Uh -huh. But I took a look around and I saw how many people that did not leave and they did not have an opportunity Yep. To just be better, and I was like, "Well, it's kind of hard just being a one man show mm -hmm. on some of these things." So it's it was best to leave. All right. Um, and then you look around, and it's still just like we we just had a brief talk. It's almost been a decade. Yeah. For you, it has been a decade, but for me, it's coming up on a decade. All right. And it's like some of these things haven't changed. Some of these are slowly getting better, but. Just a lot of work that has to go into a lot of this stuff. Because, a lot of work. Because a lot of people look at some stuff and they just say, oh, okay, well, he's doing that over there. Well, cool, he got it. Instead of, how he's can I help? Here. Yep. And, or instead of discrediting that man or woman. Yeah, I mean, what I, what I see going around here is if it's not them, they don't even want them to do with it. 
Because they, they want they want the praise, they want the credit. Everybody trying to have their own thing instead of you know seeing what what business out there and helping that helping that man or that woman. You know that's that's been the problem. You try to discredit it, say he ain't, that ain't really what it's about. Or I think I mean, the term the in my opinion the term link up yeah. is being used the wrong way. Yeah. A lot of times whenever you hear that people say yo let's link, it's always on some I'm gonna meet you over here at the club. Yeah. Or I'm gonna meet you over at the spot. Right. I'm gonna meet you over there at the clubhouse. Instead of yo, how about we link up and start a business? Right. Yo, why don't we link up and start a youth league? How can we get the children that we know out the streets? How can we link up and get the children out the streets? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's something that I that I that I pray for. That I hope that my city eventually gets. We're gonna get there. Gets, gets to that. And it, I, we, we have some we have some like minded people like I would talking right now around my age group. Um our age group that are really here for the city. Yeah. They have opportunities they could have been somewhere else, but they've come come back home, choosing to stay here, feel like they're supposed to be here. So it, it's turning around, it's just you just gotta take our time with it. And for the record, and I'ma just say this, everybody doesn't need a club. To be successful right. in the city, everybody don't need a club. Everybody does not need to be a recording artist. There, I promise you have multiple gifts, but you shouldn't be afraid to use your gifts. Right, they're yours for a reason. You hear, God gave them to you for a reason. I mean, your gifts, your, your skills, your talents—it's for you to play your role. Yeah, and so just be the best role player you can be. You know, that's why I'm at with it. You know, like I said, there's a lot of stuff in my heart. I just believe over time I'll be able to, you know, do the things. I believe God placed them there. So uh, you just got to play your role, man. Don't gotcha. don't try to ride these waves. Yeah. You got to figure out what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And then just do it. And then it's, it's going to, you know, natural. what you're supposed to be doing is going to prosper. Yeah. If it's not natural, it's not. It's yeah, not. People, there's too many people trying to force things, you know. And just because they see they, they boy doing this or doing that, then well, I, I might as well do that too. It's like, man, that's not that's not for you. So that that's kind of a frustrating thing for me. Um, seeing with other people, but also myself, just make I just want to do everything in the right time. Yeah. Uh, just try to make sure my steps are you know sure, and um, you know just help the city, man. We we should be booming. Yeah. I ain't trying to say we. I ain't trying. To, I don't want to live in a place that's got two hundred, you know, one hundred fifty, two hundred thousand people. But it should be a lot more going around Alexandria and the center of the state. What What hurts about my hometown? is this place is the middle of a map. Mm-hmm. You can't get more center in anywhere in the country <laughs> than what Alexandria, Louisiana is. There's a huge port that's right here in the middle of my city. All right. There's a river that does, that divides two cities that really should be one, that should be working as one. Yeah. And I think that they I think we're getting to that. Oh yeah. I think Most that we're definitely. getting close to that. Um but in the late 90s, early 2000s, I know you remember how the mall used to look. <laughs> I was talking about the mall earlier. No, yesterday. You know, like, there's... The mall used to be a real thing. Oh, yeah. Before the Grand came in, we had two movie theaters on opposite sides of town. Yep. North side had theirs. South side had theirs. Right. It might have been a thing where people was going, like, back and forth on some stuff about... Their size of town, but I don't really, I don't see that, and I don't feel that no mm-hmm. more. 
as much as I felt back like it was back then. But right. in the '90s, things were so fluent, things were so oh, yeah. natural, things were so. It just felt like the town was full of roses. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just a beautiful place and and great childhood. Yeah, and that's why I feel bad because some of these kids they haven't had a chance to experience the Alexandria that we experienced. Yeah, man. Once you hit the teenage age around here, yeah, it's dangerous. I don't. It's dangerous. I don't know what you're supposed to really be doing. There's not much for you to do. Um, it's just I don't know, man. I don't want. I don't like trying to, you know, keep putting stuff out in the atmosphere and stuff. But agreed. Just want stuff to change. We talking about it because we do want change. Absolutely. So, like I said, I enjoyed my childhood. Um, but now, like I said, man, a bunch of these places have closed down. You know, yeah. the mall used to be a, a, a pretty safe and nice hangout spot before there was a teenage uh, age restriction. Yeah, but now I mean, it's we have Dillard's and J.C. Penney. Yeah, that's it. That's it. You got some shoe stores in there, but. Everything is pretty much, you know, I know over time, you know, we got a bunch of strip malls and stuff nowadays is big, but the mall is, the mall is pretty much no more. I know. You know, it's, it's very, I don't know where you're supposed to hang out around here, but I'm honest with you. And whenever I heard Forever Forever 21 skated out. Oh, that was it. I was like, oh, wow. That was, that's what started it. I believe it. Yeah. Because they, they were pretty much had, they were the middle of the mall. Yeah. That's the middle of the mall, the middle of the food court. Mm -hmm. You can't listen. It's, yeah, better days. Better days are on the horizon better for my city. But I, and, I, and I truly believe that. And I'm not just saying that because I'm tied in. But because it, it just, it feels different from whenever I was here in November, December to now. It's It feels different. Yeah. It, it even looks a little different. Right. Like you say, construction. Oh, there's construction all over the city. Man, got sidewalk getting put in. <laughs> I tried to come home the other day right here on Horseshoe and everything's blocked off. And I'm like, Oh, your horseshoe closed right now. I'm like, what is what's happening? Yeah. Like, but it's all for the betterment. I came I, home one day, they was working on my driveway. See? I'm like, man, what y'all what you doing in my yard? <laughs> you know? But they working. Yeah. So okay, what what all do you have going on? Like, uh what's happening? Tip like for the people that's going on like that are listening, let's like, fill us in. Like, what do you have shaking that's like going on that you that you can't speak about? Well, you know, I'm enjoying married life, coming up on two years with my wife. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. My wife, Liz. Um, real busy with the church. Good. Um, have a few business things I'm kind of, we had some discussions about trying to, going to pick your brain after this, about some things going on. What's that? But um, that, that's, I mean, that's that's kind of my life right now here in Alexandria. Um, I did my wilding out and everything. So I'm, I'm real relaxed. Same. And laid back now, you know, um, just trying to really prioritize, work on myself every day. Uh, I do a lot of reading now, you know, uh, I think wisdom is the key to everything. Yes, Lord. So just trying to do do a lot of reading now and uh, spend time on the game and stuff like that. But I got some stuff I'm kind of working on, looking on, helping a few, um, talking to somebody earlier, about helping the AAU team out. Um, Good. So I know we talked about that, but I said try to bring a balance to some of these yeah, some go. of these things. I think I can be a balance with some things. It's a space to help. Yeah, it's a space to help. Um, and I, I just think I, especially our youth, man, they need a good role models yeah, and mentors. So um, that's kind of what I've been putting my focus on, trying to um, cultivate these relationships with some of the youth. That's what I've been big on lately, to be honest with you. Uh, went to a camp. Um, 
last month I went to a camp for youth. And uh, so I, I feel like that's what I'm doing right now. But uh, cultivate some of these relationships. There you go, bro. Especially, especially with guys. These young guys. Um, it's a lack, you know, a lack of fathers in some of these homes. And, True. and just around here, like we say, man, the culture is just crazy at times. So... Not not trying to toot my own horn or anything, but I, I think I'm pretty level headed. And uh I think Always. I can help some some of these you know, these youth, man, and just be a friend to them, be somebody they can listen, you know, be a listening ear, things of that nature. That's that's probably what I'm that's really what I got going. I say I got a few business things I'm not gonna speak on yet until we get a little bit more solidified. There you stuff. go. Keep that up keep that under wraps until you're ready. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's not that's not for everybody ears, and that's something right. that I had to learn the hard way too. Yeah, uh, I I gave up a lot of things early that some ears shouldn't have heard. Right, and uh, some of those were mistakes, but you learn from them. Um, but that's definitely beautiful, man. And and I truly believe. And you know what? I'm surprised. Like, are you just now starting like to like read, like really read? Oh no, I've been a reader all my life. That's that's what I figured. Okay, yeah, all right. Like, that was that was big in my house. Yeah. Uh, my parents. Had us reading something every day. What, what you on right now? Like, what's what was like the what are the three that stick out to you the most that um, have stuck with you in life? Well, I have books on like faith and com- like confession. Okay. Um, I'm on some some money stuff. Uh, you know, rich dad, poor dad. I, I somebody just recommended that book. Oh to me. yeah, you got somebody read just recommended that to me about two weeks ago. It's probably about, be about my third time reading that. Wow. Um, but that, I I try to just stay in my lane with those. Um. There's some other stuff. I got some spiritual books I've been reading too. Good. So, uh, but I'm I'm big on faith and what you confess and what you're putting out into the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what I've really been putting the focus on. But then rich dad, poor dad. Do you meditate? On, Do you meditate? Uh, I guess you can say that. Yoga, all that. No, I don't do yoga. Bro, I've always taken you to be like a meditation person <laughs> to like really like sit down and like be in your bag. Your Candles lit. Nothing's wrong with that. Yeah. You know, being in your bag, just meditating. Like I've always taken you to be that that kind yeah, of. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm very um, just sound peaceful. Yeah, uh, I know how to know how to withdraw and just kind of disconnect at times, and you know, just just focus on myself. Speaking of a draw, you were the very first person that I can remember that separated themselves from social media. <laughs> And you did it so early, and yeah. I didn't understand because you were one of my favorite like. Man, I was thinking about that, man. You were like one of my favorite like people. Yeah. Like because I would say, man, because what Twitter was in ten eleven, it's not what it is now. Nah. Like today, it's totally wide open. People are doing so much, but back then it was just strictly uh, text. Right. It was strictly like literature. And yeah, I'm, it, was, I'm a, it was people's minds. Yeah, and yeah. I, I'm a fan of literature, so that's why I'm yeah. super, like, I'm heavy on Twitter. That's why I'm slowly getting back into Instagram, because I had my hiatus from it, because it yeah. just became too much. But in Snapchat, I've never been, like, fully in it, because it's a little too personal to right. me. Um, but Twitter, I've always been a fan of, and you were, like, one of my favorite tweeters, and then, like, one day, yeah, it's just, man. Gabe just, like, went away. I was thinking about that, man, recently when we when we kind of reconnected and everything. I was like, man, I remember our conversations and stuff on there and bouncing stuff off each other. Mm-hmm. But I just kind of had to, like I said, withdraw. And I'm, I'm I'm about limiting distractions. Yeah. I think there's a lot of distractions out there. True. 
So time I'm on there looking at stuff and, you know, watching this video, watching that video. Well, I, don't get me wrong, I still do that. But, you know, I did disconnect from, from Twitter. But I just limit my time on things now. Got to. Because um, it's just so much you could be working on while you're on there. Absolutely. Like, wasting time. Because, uh, I mean, it'd be different when we was on there strictly to gain wisdom and to, like, to learn things. But a lot of times we're not when we're on there. It's and it's just, just a, a lot of foolishness on there anyway. It's foolishness and entertainment. And Because Facebook reason, totally different now. Yeah. Because Facebook used to really be a place where you connect with your classmates and mm. relatives. But now it's... Bro, I got on Facebook about two weeks ago, and I was terrified. Yeah, like I, it looked totally different. Yeah, it looked like a, it looked like a combination of Tumblr and yeah. Instagram right. put together. It's mostly just videos, pictures, and then people talking crazy. Yeah, and I was like, "What is happening over here?" It's bad. And <laughs> it's bad so I was time. like, "You know what? I'm gonna log out, and I'm not gonna come back for another two years." Well, thank God they got an unfollow tab on there now. Okay. So okay. people people can still be your friends and they won't know you don't follow them. So you just can kind of clean it up a little bit. And if you do post, they see what you post, but you ain't got to see what they post. There so I've learned to utilize that. But uh, yeah, I just I just had to withdraw from it a little bit. I didn't want to demand so much of my time, but I see that was, was the good old days. It, it I, was, I've been trying to find a way to get back on now. It's not the same. It, I, I, I think I think from I think. It's nowhere close, Gabe. Yeah. It's nowhere close. And that's really just the most honest way I can put it because now it's I can scroll my timeline right now and I guarantee I'm gonna see I'm gonna see like a couple troll tweets. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna see I might see a, a, a few racist tweets. Uh just because they just end up on the timeline. Right. Uh I'll see basketball videos. And of course you control your timeline to an extent, but right. they have this feature now to where if Let's say six of the people you follow, they like something. That's going to show up on your timeline. Just because six of your followers or six oh, people that you follow. I don't know how that is. Exactly. So if it's a naked picture and you married, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it just look wild. It just yeah. looks wild on the timeline. And that, that's another thing, man. Just you got to watch what you take in. Because yeah. everything you put your eyes on, you listen to, it become a part of you. You do well on it too long. So it's, it was really about... Kind of just helping my thought life. Yeah. Because what you think on is what you what you become. True. That's the manifestation of what you've been, you know, your actions are the manifestation of what you've been thinking on. So Come on, man. You couldn't have said that any, any better. Yeah. So, I mean, just, that was really my biggest reason. I said, I used to <laughs> be on there talking crazy too sometimes. So, this is the good old days. I mean, it was a good experience, but I was like, man, I got to gotta chill. Yeah. And that's what uh, a couple people pulled me to the side and they were like, yo, like you getting kind of out of control. I said, what you mean? <laughs> hey, hey, stuff used to be so funny on there. I went I went, I went, went on Twitter about a year ago and looked at my favorites. Just, just called something else now. Um, I don't know if it's likes, likes or something. Yeah. Likes. Uh-huh. Man, the stuff I seen on there, boy, I was crying laughing. <laughs> like, we really used to be on some... some you in my face? You on my likes. I said, boy, Marty. I said, Marty was... I said, we all was different. You know, just oh the funniest god. stuff. Oh my god! You know, so I said you were you were one of my favorites because you would just come, you would just slide in. It'd be something like just random, <laughs> but I'd be like, man, like we made them think of that, but that's that's real though. So you were one of my favorites too. Oh my god! It was it, it went both ways. The person that I, I'm so glad that I'm not that person anymore. Um, thank God for growth. Mm -hmm. Thank God for it because some of them like I even like look at. 
I found my original Twitter handle and I had to like scroll up to go find it and I had to just search the tweets and everything. I, I found it. Some of those things gave uh I wish I could just take them back. Yeah. I wish I could take Wait, them out back. There, though. They out there. So it don't even make no sense to delete them. They out there. And for those who follow my Twitter, please do not try and go find them all tweets because yeah. I'm no longer that person and I'm living a better life. Yeah. Don't hold none of that both against me. Yeah, both of us. Both of us. All of us. Yeah. Um, you got to accept growth for what it is. Right. And <clears throat> for everything moving forward, do you think that there will be like another social media that I'm not going to say controls people, but is in demand by the people. Well, I don't, I don't think social media is going anywhere. So, I, I mean, I, I can't... People live their lives based off of that now, for good and for bad. You know, for good and for bad. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of illusions out there. And pe- people, go, they use social media to live, live for other people, so... I don't know what I don't know where it's about to go with it, but uh, I don't think it's going anywhere. I don't think so either because it's at this point it's too. And it's our phone. I mean, I, everything leads to our phones and stuff now. Everything's so accessible; it's not going anywhere. That's exactly where I was going. People thinking, you know, sometimes I just leave my phone in another room and stuff, or just you know try to put it down. That's what I do. You got to man, because it's. I mean, you get locked into your phone and you locked in. The other day, I <clears throat> I found myself, I'm sitting there, and I was supposed to be watching Euphoria, mm-hmm. and it was maybe like the first five minutes, it, the first five minutes of one of those episodes, it was just a little slow. Right. It was like a little slow, and I was like, well, I'm going to just scroll the timeline real quick until, but I'm going to be listening to the TV. I look up, I'm an hour and a half in my phone. Yeah. Don't know how it happened. Easy. It just got sucked into the vortex. Like, that's just what it was, and I was like, okay, you know what? This phone's going in the other room, and I won't see it for another three hours. Yeah, so. I had to delete games off my phone. Yeah, I said I just I gotta get rid of time stealers. Yeah, that's that's the biggest thing. Yeah, that's the biggest thing, dog. Because you, you scroll the timeline a couple times, you might see this and that, and then you lead to another thing, and then you lead to something else, and then that mm-hmm. leads you to, and then you don't even know how you got there in the first right. place. And it's just like, all right, it's a little too much. And I don't know, the social media thing is dangerous, super dangerous. Kids on there. Oh, yeah. You have uh, 45 that says the things <laughs> that he says. Yeah. Um, but the thing that I like the most about social media, especially Twitter, is the fact that it's news. It's real time. Yeah. Like, whenever... I was in Baton Rouge whenever Alton Sterling got killed. Mm-hmm. And that was... It was a little down the road for me, but everything that was being shown on social media was real time because half of the, my friends... They were on their Snapchat, and like the same thing that they're showing right. on their Snap is the same thing that's showing up on ABC's. Yeah, because it's gonna handle. take it's gonna take the news a little while to get there. Exactly, you got people at the same. And then on the on the timeline, you you seeing homies getting like tear gas thrown at them, and like right. police, look, tanks rolling down airline, and you like, yo, like, yeah, this is it's really real. Um, rest in peace, Alton Sterling. Yeah. And to anybody who suffered uh, police brutality, or yeah, anybody that's been a police apologize other day or something like that. It was a attempt. It was yeah. an attempt. They tried, but for one, it's a little overdue. Oh yeah, way overdue. And that situation, along with a lot of other situations, could have 
should have been handled a lot better. But see how social social media exposed kids to that. Like we say in the video, we seen them get killed. Yeah, I said so. That what? air that air Garner video. Yeah, which sparked the whole the season that year. Right. Everybody's rocking the "I Can't Breathe" T-shirts. Yeah. The man's pleading for his life and still take it on an illegal move, right. something that's outlawed. But hey, I guess they can get away with the things that they get away with whenever yeah. you have that type of protection. Um, so, uh, I wanted to rap, rap with you about the Colin Kaepernick situation too. Okay. Uh, because a lot of people have been, I feel like whenever you speak about, or you speak about, or you speak up for the things that you believe in, you automatically get blackballed. Whether if it's Colin Kaepernick, whether if it's Mark Jackson, mm-hmm. whether if it's, uh, Chris Jackson, uh, I just can't. My my tongue doesn't allow me to pronounce his the, the name that he goes by now. Yeah. Um, and even there are just other sides of those spectrums too, where you have people that are. It's just it's like black blackballing goes so many different ways, and I feel like it's people choose the narratives that they want to accept or right. appreciate. Like I feel like some people sit there and they say things about. Uh, Church or religion shouldn't be in school, or church or religion shouldn't be in sports. But you have people like Tim Tebow that are oh, they, they, they definitely blackballed him. They they sabotaged him. Yeah, I, I was watching the preseason game when he's with the Jets. When that man went in, they put all the receivers on go routes. <laughs> so what are you supposed to throw the ball? Right. They just made him look. I mean, this man threw for over four hundred yards his last game in Florida. Understand the NFL, you want a quick emotion and all this stuff, but I said that was that man could throw a football. Yeah, he can. But uh, that was just all about what he stood for. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just certain things they going you know, certain trends, certain agendas they gonna always stand by. You speak against that, or you stand for something else, then it's over with for if, you. Yeah, if you are a rebel in any industry, it makes it tough. Right. It makes it tough, um, especially with the Colin Kaepernick thing and. It looks like Colin is doing well. It looks like it. Yeah, I, w- I would like to know what he got in the settlement. Me too. You know, I've, I've been. I mean, I know it's not going to be disclosed to. It, yeah, but. it's not. It's not supposed to be. But somebody said it was a. Uh, it's. I read an article somewhere. It might have been about ten mil. Is but it? I don't believe that. I don't. I, was say I don't it? believe that. I don't believe that. Not even in the slightest. Like I just don't. Right. And it's just strange how they how people blackball you for doing what's right. And a lot of the a lot of times in sports, like they tell you, do the right thing, be a good teammate, be a model citizen. Well, here's an example of it and look at the consequence. Yeah. I think it makes it tougher for the next I think it makes it tougher for the next generation. But one thing that I can say about these kids, they're they're fearless. They're fearless in, oh, they in in the sense of they'll say what they have to say. They'll do how they want versus in 10 years ago, whenever we were in high school, it's if you say this, it could be game over for everything for you that you have. Um, so how do you just feel about the whole blackball situation? Um, I, I think it's a real thing. Um, I just think it's about whatever agenda is being pushed at the time. If you bug up against it, I mean, the the Kaepernick thing was 
a perfect storm with everything that was going on in our political climate. Yeah. So it was just really a, a way to. I don't. I don't even know what they was trying to accomplish by it. It's just you can't tell me the man is not a top fifty or sixty quarterback in the league. You know, you got all these different people. Tebow was a winner. You know, it's just Mark Jackson. I think it was because of um, religious stances. Yeah. I think he was blackballed because um, you got people that ain't trying to live that lifestyle. Right. In that lifestyle, you know, and then you know, professional sports. You know, we. We're not in it, but I didn't heard a whole bunch of stuff. I didn't seen stuff out and about. It's a different kind of world, so they don't want anybody, I say, speaking their truth. You know, mm-hmm. well, speaking truth in a sense, because we know what's, you know, we know what's right and wrong. Uh, but if you're somebody a principal, man, you're a target. Yeah. It's just the world we live in. Yeah, every um, time. That's how I, I don't see what, I don't see what was wrong with Mark Jackson. I don't see what was wrong with the cabinet. He explained what it was for, what he was protesting. Multiple times. Multiple times. It had nothing to do with the military. And he, had, and he had military speak on his behalf. Yeah, and it's like it just... I don't know, man. It, it's just a, it's weird. And it's just kind of scary. And whenever it comes to the NFL, I know some people who are... I know some people who are still on that hill where they're... I'm not watching. I'm not giving my money. Like, some people are still on that hill. Lifelong... Patriot fans, lifelong Saints fans, lifelong right. Cowboy fans, especially the football team in Washington D.C. That name needs to be changed, by the way. Yeah, um, I'm not gonna call them. No, they, they said this. It's known. It's offensive. Yeah. Look at ULM. ULM had to change their name. Yeah. You know, because they was at one point in time a, a racial slur. Right. So they had to change that. Um, the baseball team in Cleveland. Same yeah. thing. You know, it's a hockey team in Chicago. That's crazy. The race of people is a mascot. Florida State. I ain't, Yeah, that's, that's some deep stuff. But, you know, it's people are, it's, people pick and choose the things that they want oh, to yeah. really, like, deep dive on. But, I mean, hey, if we're going to make it right, let's make it right across the board. And right. I don't understand. Well, I understand why. But I feel like there's enough voices in the world to... To where all this can be changed and where it can all get flipped around in a positive spectrum. Right. I mean, people people will love to highlight a, a athlete that does something negative or an actor oh, that does something negative. That's what the news is. In a heartbeat. But they'll never talk about how Markel just had a camp here right. that hosted X amount of kids. Or how Langston just had a basketball camp in Baton Rouge that hosted X amount of kids. Yeah, they give them about 20 seconds. 20 seconds of 20, 30 seconds, but... They won't tell you about how many school supplies they just gave out. Right. They're not going to tell you about how... To this day, I still haven't seen ESPN run a story about how LeBron James has his own school. They're not. Jalen Rose. Has his own school in, in Detroit. They're not going to do that. It's just... It's unfortunate, but I mean, I think that... I think that we're moving into a direction where uh, a lot of these... A lot of former athletes and current athletes, they're getting to this space of empowerment. And... Yeah. Hopefully... This trickles down to the NCAA, where student student athletes, hello, student athletes, that are bringing in these millions, whatever sport, baseball, football, basketball, hockey, volleyball, golf, water sports, track, pay these pay these athletes, yeah. pay them athletes too. They, they can't they can't get jobs or nothing. Can't get jobs. They can't even have their own YouTube 
Yeah. It was an article. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it was a kid at like UCF or USF, something like that. Mm-hmm. They made him like cancel his YouTube. I think it was a punter or something or though? Punter, special teams. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. They want you to be broke. The NCAA is the mafia. Then they then they selling your jersey with your number on and stuff. Everybody know the jersey for. I promise. I promise they know that number seven from the year 2014 and 2015 was for Leonard Fournette. Yeah. But hey, but he can't get his name stitched on it. I guess. Uh, I guess. I guess that's just me looking for. Uh, I, I think. I mean, they're making enough money. Mm-hmm. I mean, just just look at Tiger State. Look at Death Valley on a Saturday night. Bro, it only grow. Death Valley only gets bigger every year. Yeah, I mean, I think they put the beer garden out there this yeah. year. Oh, it's, it's out! It's out there already. I, I, I'm. Well, I, it's coming I know regardless. Talk, yeah, it's, it's coming regardless. It's probably. I saw they talking. The- they talking about putting one out there at A and M too. Yeah. Which is ridiculous, and I think. And one last thing on the NCAA thing before we wrap this up. Whatever payout happens for the athletes, it needs to be a fair amount, and it needs to be a fair amount across the board. doesn't matter if, look at it like this. What sense does it make that LSU athletes would get, let's just say, $3,000 a month, Mm -hmm. and you have Southern University right there on the other side of town, and you say, oh, well, that school doesn't bring in that amount of money. Well, no, the NCAA has this money. Yeah. To be able to give a wide receiver at the University of Southern $3,000, just like they give a student athlete at Louisiana State University those same $3,000. Like, yeah. it should be it should be the same across the board. And if y'all going to let coaches and boosters and everybody else get free vehicles, get certain type of privileges around that town, let it be fair for all, all across the board, D1, yeah. 2, and 3. It's, it's, it's that greed and stuff, man. Yeah. We just, that's just the world we live in. It's just super greedy. People just do like the world we live in is just backwards in the areas. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and the main thing with all that is greed. Yeah, they want to line their pockets up and try to keep these people as kids or whatever. But you're gonna send them off the war and stuff, right? You know, so I'm like, I don't, mm-hmm. I, I never got that. They old enough to go to war, but they're not old enough to make money for the sport they've been playing all their life too. You mm-hmm. know, it's like I don't. I don't get it. Make it make sense. Yeah, <laughs> there's no way you can make that make sense. Exactly. Well, Gabe, this is this has been fun. This oh, has been yeah. this has definitely been fun. I'm definitely glad that we were able to go ahead and get this get this done. And I'm this, there's definitely going to be a follow up to this. I definitely enjoyed this, man. 100. percent And uh, one thing that I'm about to start doing on these shows here, I wanna I want the guests to be able to say their piece or just wrap anything up with uh, whatever they have going on or. Uh, if they want to give out their socials or uh, any websites, whatever they have, or even just positive words, they just want to pass along to the people. All yours. Okay, well, I'd like to thank you, Marty, for giving me the opportunity to be on your platform, using your platform. Um, it's been a pleasure, man. I was a little nervous about this, but I just, we just was talking. We just was running it, so yeah. I want to thank you for this. Uh, thank you for just being you, man. Thank you, you know, Stay consistent, keep pushing, keep striving. I want to tell everybody else to, you know, keep doing the same. Don't settle. Always push. Strive for greatness like LeBron saying, trying to use his line. But, you know, just keep striving. And um, just stay encouraged, man. Do whatever you got to do. Limit your distractions. You know, we didn't say all that. But, um, you know, man, you just got to just keep pushing, keep fighting. Um, Somebody is always 
going through something a little harder. You, yeah. know, you feel like you're at your lowest. And uh, so just watch your friends. You got to have good relationships. Good friendships are very important. And find your mentor. Always strive to be like somebody. You should be striving like somebody in your circle or striving like somebody older than you or in a position that you're trying to obtain yourself. And I don't know jealousy or envy stuff, but just because you want better for yourself and you think that person is, you know, a good influence. But uh, I guess I can be followed on Instagram. It just gave it. I'm a Nike person. Mm-hmm. Uh, Always. On Facebook, Gabriel Tejado. I, may, I might not know some of y'all. So I might sit in the little inbox a little while, but when I get on there. <laughs> um, but shout out my wife, Liz, again. Shout out. Uh, shout out all the people I mess with. Uh, Brandon Wilkinson, Gordon Love, just to name a few. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, my mom and daddy. And shout out to my church, the Word Christian Center. Spread that word. Love y'all. Spread that word. Uh, the wordcc.com. Um, the Word Christian Center on Facebook. I believe the words he said on Instagram, but so I got man, I enjoyed it, man. This was, I think it was a great dialogue. This is special. It was, yeah, it was special, this man. This is special. We can do this again. We got to. I ain't trying to invite myself, but I want to come back. No, man, you are a welcome guest on my platforms. Yeah. On my platforms, whenever I, you know, we get this thing in full swing, I'm gonna have a camera next time too. Uh, I don't know. I don't know where we're going to hang it or put it up at, but we're going to yeah, hang man, it. I thought I might, I mean, I wouldn't got a haircut just in case I had to get on, get on camera. Get my face cleaned up a little bit. Straight up. Straight up. I'm drinking a lot of water, working on my complexion and stuff. Come like on, that, man. You, know? you got to. You got to take care of yourself. Got to, man. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, you know, just like you said, get a mentor. That That's a beautiful word, too, because that's, that's what's needed out here in right. all communities across the board, especially in the black community at the end of the day. Right. Um, whether if you look up to a, a positive rapper, whether if you look up to an athlete, whether if you look up to your next door neighbor, whether if, you know, whoever, uh, just carry that flag and carry it on to, to be better. That's just my message to any community. Um, and like Nipsey say, you know, maritime got to continue. Maritime continues. You know, it's got to. Oh, that's um, a tough one. So, uh, Gabe, this is fun, my brother. We're going to do this again. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the, this episode of the Perspective Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Marty Lee, uh, a.k.a. Marty Manziel, hanging out here with my guy, Gabriel Tejada. Um, this has been fun. It's been lovely. Um, the hat shop is open, finessingsince93.com. Uh, you can find hats. You can find buckets. There's uh, a few beanies. There's a few beanies on there. Thank you, my brother. There's a few... Uh, things on the site right now. We're looking to expand into clothing pretty soon, so uh, that'll be fun. That's a conversation for another day. But until next time, you all, uh, thank you all for tuning in. Like this episode, share this episode, send it to a friend, tell that friend to send it to a friend, and that's how we're going to keep the wheels moving on this thing. Until next time, y'all, peace.